We are back with CFO Arena Burkham. And then we got the Director of Business Solutions at Fireblocks, Neil Chopra. Thank you both so much for being on the show. Thank you I'm for so having thrilled me. to have you both here. All right. How's Monday 2020 been so far for the both of you? Oh, it's been great so far. First day. Um, it took us a while to prepare this time. I don't know. You guys you guys are pros at this. Yeah, it's uh, it's been chaos, uh, but mm -hmm. uh, chaos in a good way. I've, I think I've been, this is my sixth or seventh Money 2020, oh, and wow. it seems to get bigger and bigger every year. And I uh, just love the fact that we've got such a great cross-section of, of different market segments represented. You've got your banks, you have your funds and your VCs, you've got your crypto companies, your payment companies, your fintechs. So just really cool to see everybody coming together in a collaborative way. That's awesome. Let's talk about that real quick. Like you said, you've been here for about six, seven years at Money 2020. How much has that been changing like throughout the years, like from when you first seen it to like how it is now? Well, the partiers are definitely a lot bigger now. Hey. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I think uh, I think just the expansion of different markets and different folks that are coming in. And uh, I think what we're seeing now is just a, a really big convergence of a lot of these industries. I think you go back four or five years ago, this concept of like, digitization was, was really in its infancy. And I think with this and, and with the, uh, the, the expansion of just blockchain and technology in general, you're starting to see this ethos of the, this new age technology and infrastructure that's really starting to bring these companies together. And now it's, okay, someone might have been my competitor two years ago, but now they're a potential partner of ours. So how can we work together to really build th this ecosystem together? What what were you with Fireblocks the first time you came or did you so, come with some other? So I've been with Fireblocks since the beginning of uh, 2021. So I was here last year with them. Uh, I was with Ripple for about four years prior to that. Okay. Uh, and so very much focused uh, on sort of the payment space in that. Before uh, joining Ripple, I was in corporate treasury. So working on the technology and consulting side. And uh, basically my view of kind of this industry and blockchain in general is how can we sol solve real world problems? How can we take this technology and really deliver utility either to institutions or to allow them to provide differentiated products and services to their customers. Yeah. So there, I, I haven't walked around a lot yet uh, today, but I heard there is a lot less crypto companies here this year than last year. Uh, I mean, I'm uh, not surprised. <laughs> not I, surprised ha I have my own theories <laughs> as to why. Ha have you noticed that? Uh, yeah, I would say, to, to be honest, that I think the genesis of this has really been focused around payments and like for Money 2020, I think the, the couple of years prior to this have been very focused on payments. It seems like it's somewhat reverting back, but at the same time, and Fireblocks, uh, we actually just announced our new payments engine this morning, uh, where payments companies and payment processors can now take our technology and sort of orchestrate and pay out direct to merchants or receive pay-ins on behalf of merchants in crypto and digital assets. And I think we're starting to see that real life utility in those use cases, uh, starting with payments. And I think as we start to evolve this technology, it's not crypto as a market where we see a downshift in the market and all of a sudden there's fewer crypto players here. I think it's really the application of the technology and seeing a lot of the traditional institutions coming in and leveraging the technology and not necessarily crypto as sort of a, a market or an asset class. Yeah, I mean, one of my theories is, you know, some of the ones that used to come with really, really big boots. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. they're no longer in business. You know, whatever you want to say about that. Yeah. Uh, last year we came was the I think the first time that we had a booth, 
So we had our metal pay product. We talked about Proton blockchain mm -hmm. and people would come up to us and say, hey, you know, I'd like to do this for my business. Yeah. I'd like to do because this is not a consumer conference it's a business conference. So we came back and we said, look, we need to have a product. You know, before we go back to money 2020, we need to have a business product mm -hmm. to show everybody. Yeah. And, you know, it, it took a little bit of time. We launched what, like a week ago <laughs> yeah. with our metal API. Uh, but this is what we brought mm -hmm. to uh, Money 2020. And I think, you know, when you have the right product to bring, that's the right time to come yeah. to this. Um, C completely agree. And I think that B2B to C play is is really the, the core, right? Because mm -hmm. you can own the customer experience, but then the cost of customer acquisition and all that is obviously quite high. And so mm -hmm. if you can deliver a technology or an infrastructure that allows other B2C players to tap into you. I think that's really where the value is and, and how as an institution you can really scale. So yeah. love to see what, what you guys are doing out there in the market yeah. as well. I mean, for us, um, I guess that's our motto or it's on some t-shirts that says, you know, we, we tested it on consumers <laughs> and now we can give it to business. There you go, that's the how you gotta do it. Because the consumers love it. You know, we, you know, nobody's gonna buy the product if you know people don't love it so and if you have the proof point there to show mm -hmm. these institutions that hey this has been adopted and it will scale here's how you can tap into it yeah. that's that's half the battle right yeah no we're we, we are very happy with money to enjoy. i used to you know before i was in in crypto or in in finance mm -hmm. i was in compliance and you know i was a at a public accounting firm and then oh, the, exci the exciting uh, stuff this, right? oh, the super exciting <laughs> stuff and um i I, I used to hear about this, this conference and I'd be like, oh, wow, like it would be so cool to go to something like this. Yeah. Then I met Marshall and he said, yeah, like that's that's the place I want to go because yeah. that's where all the serious uh, kind of business things are happening. So we're, we're very happy. Um, how's how's Fireblocks doing? How are you guys? Uh, how's your it's team and everything? It's great. I mean, we've we've really, really scaled over the last year and a half or so. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're up at, at 600 employees now. Oh, wow. uh, we've got right. about 1500 customers. Uh, and I think what what this sort of pause in the market has really helped out over the last couple of quarters is to really make sure that we maintain a focus on where we're going. And so having that vision strategy for the five to 10 year plan, but formulating that into incremental steps of, of how we get there. So I think you look at the market and, and yes, crypto as, as that market and asset class has kind of slowed down a little bit. I think we're seeing the, the slowdown in sort of the creation of new companies and some of these other ones that may not exist anymore. But I think it's also given a lot of the traditional players some time to pause and really say, okay, the last three years we've been moving at a thousand miles an hour, just trying to figure out how we get into this space. This slowdown, I think, has let them really figure out and understand what does this mean for their business and what should they be doing next. So from my perspective, focused very much on more of the traditional space. I think it's been a blessing in disguise. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, nobody's going to cheer about what's happened in the market. But at the same time, I think it's helped to filter out a lot of the, mm -hmm. the bullshit that's been in there. Yeah. It's been in the market for a while. And I think we can now focus on building with everybody that's left, which is really exciting for me because that's you need to get rid of the you need to get rid of the noise before you can really get the the scaling of the adoption. Yeah, I mean, for for us, it's it's very similar. I mean, I, w I wish we had a little bit of a warning, but of course, nobody <laughs> ever warns you about stuff like that. Yeah, um, I mean, know, who who could have foretold everything that's happening in yeah, the world right now? Yeah. It's just uh, it's insane. So but. we, um, you know, Fireblocks kind of really grew up really really fast. Yeah. You guys went from like 
I, I wouldn't say nowhere. You didn't come out of nowhere, but you went from. I mean, know, I, I was in. Yeah, I was employee number seventy, I think, okay. in January, February last year. We're up at, at six hundred yeah. now. Hundred customers at the beginning of last year, fifteen hundred now. So mm. yeah, the to say that would probably be an understatement. Mm. But I mean, it's it's yeah, the growing up has been obviously a, it's been tough, but mm. exciting at the same time, and just using it as an opportunity to make sure that again we can remain focused on what our strategic vision is, where are we looking to bring the company, and sort of how do we make sure that we get there in an efficient way. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at a lot of that too. We've, we've um, we, I mean, we see kind of everything is a blessing in disguise, yeah. right? So we, we had to really reevaluate all of our partners, mm -hmm. and we had to say, look, you know, we have to stick to our uh, knowledge stick to our values you know mm -hmm. we shouldn't offer products that we don't believe are the right products for yeah. consumers that are too risky that regulators don't understand and we said you know maybe we will be a couple steps behind if mm -hmm. we don't jump on every bandwagon but we shouldn't jump on every bandwagon and as soon as we said that you know some of those bandwagons really fell apart um so you know i, I was saying to you earlier that you know we're here uh, mostly you know, reconnecting with the partners, mm -hmm. kind of you got to look everyone in the eyes yep. and, and uh, see, you know, make sure that everybody's still aligned, not just with technology, but with, you know, their future and, um, you know, yeah, I, it's it, a kind of the regulatory alignment. Too. Yeah, I think it's it's this concept of like all boats rise, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can enable your partners, your customers to really grow and scale, that allows everybody to kind of benefit from that. And I think spreading yourself too thin is is very important to avoid, right? Mm -hmm. And so yeah. making sure that you're focusing on those core competencies is is very, very critical because if you try to spread yourself too thin, then you're not going to do anything well, right? Yeah. You can do everything eh, pretty good, but you want to make sure that you can excel and really sort of get deeper into that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rena, real quick, so um, just kind of building off of the um, reevaluating and um, using a lot of these um, these events and just to be able to meet back with partners and make sure that everything is still um, realigned and squared away. Do you feel like that is more important than ever, especially since, with the nature of crypto, of course, things changing at like a rap, more rapid pace. One day in the regular world, it's like 10 days in crypto. Do you feel like that's more important to do these days? Well, I think it's a little bit of crypto and a little bit of COVID. Because we, you know, we used to have, when I started at Metal, we had this beautiful office and you know we have our own inside story yep. uh, eric, eric eric cleaned my desk for me when i uh went on my first day because because it was in, in right across from his so we had this amazing office and marshall used to say you know we have this office so we can bring partners in and show them what kind of company we are and at that time you know visas and mastercards were coming in um and and you know companies like fireblocks i don't think was around quite quite yet but he said, you know, you got to bring the partners in. You got to look them in the eyes. You got to mm -hmm. go for, you know, the beers down the street. And now you can't do that. So yeah. you really don't know. So there, were, there are a couple of people that are, you know, thankfully no longer in the industry. That I think if we had met in person, or if people met in person, they would have known that yeah. this is not the right. Uh, so I think it's a little bit of COVID and a little bit of, you know, crypto moving so fast. Mm -hmm. But banking isn't moving that fast. So we have our COO who comes from Northern Trust. We have our banking executive from BNY Mellon. Mm -hmm. 
their friends are looking at them like, I don't know, like, what are you guys into? You know, we're still at the bank. And although, you guys although I will say shout out to Bank of New York. They just went live on did. Fireblocks for institutional custody. Uh, oh, so, wow. yeah, that was, uh, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So exciting news. I know that the banks are moving yeah. slowly, but we are starting to see that adoption. And I think we're going to see sort of a steep hockey curve uh, in probably the next couple of years when they just realize like we have to do something mm -hmm. or we're going to get disintermediated. But I think to that point, we're seeing a lot of executives and high level folks at banks starting to move into the crypto and fintech yeah. industry because I think they kind of see the writing on the wall is that at the end of the day, all of these institutions can provide much better customer experience, mm -hmm. cheaper cost of acquisition of the customers. And so if you really want to grow and scale from that perspective, they're just really eating into the wallet share of a lot of the a yeah. lot of the the regional and and even larger banks. So it's really interesting yeah, to they, see. Yeah, they they definitely have to have to look at it, and I think they maybe have been waiting out to mm -hmm. see who's going to survive and yeah. who's who's not going to survive. And you know, we're ready for them. You guys are ready for them. Yep. You know, for us, it's it's very. You know, we say the word fireblocks every day because it's <laughs> you know, I well, in accounting we do, but also with our. Um, you know tech team mm -hmm. and you know we, we just hired a new vp of engineering and mm -hmm. she's been looking a lot in there um you know we, we're happy with the partnerships that also bring on bny mellon right yeah. we want to be at the at the place where bny mellon thought yeah. was good enough for them yeah uh, you know once we have our bank and it'll be it'll be the same the same story it, it's funny i always kind of look when i when i go in and I, and I say to an institution well we've onboarded with bank of new york mellon gone through their uh, vendor onboarding and mm -hmm. due diligence what are you going to be able to find, yeah, right? So yeah. it's it's a really interesting sort of dynamic to see uh, even back in 2018, 2017, when I was at Ripple, we'd go into these banks and they would say, don't talk to us about crypto. Don't mm -hmm. talk about XRP. Just tell me how this is going to make my payments offering better, faster, cheaper. Those same banks are now saying, hey, what do we do with crypto? How do we build on blockchain? So it's been a complete 180 even in the last two, three years of, of these institutions really now starting to figure it out, building these crypto teams. Uh, but we're also then seeing these heads of crypto teams moving on and, and saying, I want to actually go somewhere where I can make a difference and make something happen. Yeah. Uh, because it's obviously a struggle to move a, a ship that large, right? Yeah. Well, for us, it's also been a struggle, and Marshall will you know, testify to that uh, more than anyone, that any, you know, him and I have this saying, you know, if you want to do something right, you have to do it yourself. Yeah. So we sometimes people ask us, like, oh, why do you have so many products? We're like, well, we need a fiat on-ramp. Yep. We built a fiat on-ramp. Now we're opening a bank, so we don't have to rely on Your a bank. Banks. Yep. Oh, we needed a crypto uh, custodial offering. We built a custodial offering. Mm -hmm. You know, now we needed a non-custodial offering. We'll build a blockchain. Yeah. Oh, we needed a DeFi lending protocol and a DeFi exchange. Well, there isn't one, so we mm -hmm. had to build one. You know, we needed a layer zero blockchain. Well, we don't trust the ones that are out there. Yep. Things are getting hacked. Things are not working very well, so we had to build it. So it's nice to find, this is what I said, you know, look partners in the eyes because mm -hmm. like, am I going to need to build this? Like, are you guys <laughs> going to be around or yeah. are you going to serve me well enough that I don't have to build this? Yeah. Um, and, you know, th there's kind of angles and, you know, yeah, it's, it's, this, it's the age old question, right? Build by partner. Yeah. And, and I think that consideration needs to be made for, for any mm -hmm. product. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of the, I think, traditional institutions that we've seen that even from like a wallet and custodial offering have gone down the path of 
looking to build it themselves and then we'll circle back because oh this is a lot harder than we thought this is not just building technology this is building security and cyber security and i think that's a whole different ball game from building a, a traditional tech stack and so i think as they start to get in the, into it and they realize oh we can maybe build something for bitcoin and potentially eth but we won't be able to scale beyond that is kind of where we're seeing the circle back because again this concept of crypto as an asset class and as a market but if you now want to issue a bond on chain if you want to take a carbon credit and manage it over blockchain if you want to issue a stable coin that's a whole different ball game a whole different tech stack that even if you build something or partner with somebody you need to make sure that that partner will allow you to scale across all of these different use cases as the market evolves and what i like to say is we're kind of future proofing and building for a lot of the traditional institutions because we're working with Web3, we're working with gaming and payments. So all of these sort of products and offerings that we're building today are gonna be there for the traditional institutions when, if and when they start to kind of play more directly. So do you think um, someone like BNY Mellon is gonna be okay outsourcing some of their crypto stuff or partnering, or are they gonna try to bring a lot of that in-house? Well, so they're, they're managing our technology stack to be able to, to custody the assets on mm -hmm. behalf of their clients, and they're kind of holding that with, with their own private keys that are managed through the Fireblocks technology. So they effectively partnered with us to be able to deliver that technology stack that's now integrated directly into their core as well. And so uh, again, it's, it's one thing to kind of build that integration and build the functionality within the core. It's another thing to be able to manage the private keys and the wallets yep. associated with the on-chain interactions and that's really where we play in that yeah. in that space to abstract the complexity away of interacting that with stuff the blockchain. stuff is hard to build. Exactly. You know, gotta say. You know, exactly it's that. not like you can just walk over the street. You know, everyone thinks they can do everything. Everybody yeah. wants to do everything, yeah, right? That's the problem. I mean, so that's why I love the focus that you guys have yeah. is we know what we want to do, we know what we want to mm -hmm. do well, and we're going to focus on yeah, that. Yeah, I saw this uh, meme or whatever saying, you know, oh, why, why are bridge hacks happening? And it said, well, Stupid people shouldn't bring build wallets. Yes, <laughs> you know? exactly, exactly. It's like, okay, that. if you don't know how to build it, then you shouldn't build it. You yeah. Know, if you build it and it fails, well, you know, maybe you should have expected it. And, so. and I think one of the big gaps that we've got in the industry in general is this concept of auditing protocols and auditing smart mm -hmm. contracts. And I think as that becomes more pervasive, there's going to be more comfort. So if we can get one of the big four, some of the top uh, consulting and, and audit firms to actually go in and validate, vet the technology, stress test it. I think that is where you can really start to scale because right now there's not a lot of trust outside of sort of the 5% yeah. of folks globally that well, are in Well, they're going to need to know right? how to do it. I'm that's, just yeah, saying, you that's know, the I other mean, we thing. have our, you know, blockchain devs, they can mm -hmm. run circles around any consultant. Yeah. You guys have the same thing, yeah. you know, with the encryptions of, of keys. Yeah. Who's going to, you know, test that kind of stuff. So it's, it's interesting to me when we talk about like, you know, our uh, head of blockchain and our CTO, we're like, oh, did you guys get an audit done? And he's By like, who? okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah, we'll get an audit done. And, and then, you know, and then what, right? Yeah. You know, so it's, you know, it's kind of it's kind of like business development and marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Who's going to be do better than than what you already? Yeah, have. it's it's that it's the audit, it's the compliance, it's the regulation. Mm -hmm. uh, who knows when the hell we're going to get any of that? But hopefully soon, because yeah. I think that's stifling adoption as well. So it's uh, it's an interesting landscape that we're living in right now, and hopefully we we get some more clarity in the next year or so. But I think that's anyone's guess yeah. at this point. So, are you guys? Like when you look at your hiring plan, are you hiring devs? Like what's your 
Yeah. I, I know I, you guys acquire companies, you know. Yeah, so world. so uh, yeah, related to, to the payments announcement from, from earlier today, we did an acquisition of First Digital earlier mm -hmm. this year who really drove the, uh, the, the development of our payments engine. Uh, and then from, yeah, hiring perspective, it is very focused on sort of the engineering and R&D side of the house to make sure that we can continue to build and scale our product and our product set and offering. And then obviously on the go-to-market side, as we start to expand all these different market segments and verticals, making sure that we're bringing folks in who can speak to the business models, the opportunities that are out mm -hmm. there for these institutions as they get into the crypto and blockchain space. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I, I know that company. I knew them before mm -hmm. you guys acquired. Yeah. So it was it was cool when you. I think everybody them. knows Goldie. So. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. Well, I, I I'm an LP at a fund that yeah. was looking into that company before. Nice. So it was, I was like, oh, cool, Fireblocks. Yeah. Acquired them. Good. No, so. it's uh, it's it's really interesting. I think even even on the LP side, there's there's a lot of really interesting opportunities out there with the market the way it is from an investment and an M and A perspective. So curious to see sort of how that evolves over the next couple of months because I think the last two quarters have been very standoffish but uh, I think we're going to start to see maybe some of that accelerating well the invest cool. you know we're in our round and and um, you know we've raised money and mm -hmm. we, you know we upped our valuation you know pretty significantly Beautiful. and yeah. you know people are coming and you know we just had the podcast before this one we had mm -hmm. our investor you know telling Marshall why he's you know in us yeah. We've had a lot of what I call repeat customers. Yeah. The people who wrote Marshall the very first checks came back and said, where do I sign again? Yeah. You, you know, know you're I'm, doing something right I'm, at that point. Yeah, right? and, and you know, our employees are investing, yeah. our very close you know friends and family. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is now the investors are also getting, even though maybe some of them got burned by some of the you know yeah. bad players, they now know how to tell who is who. Yeah. And the questions that we're being asked, even though sometimes they're a little bit more annoying than needed, are the right questions that they should be asking. Yeah. So, um, I, I think I, part of it too, but just given where you guys are positioned, I think where we're positioned, it allows our firms to, to be a little more selective with who we bring on oh, because sure. the pie is now smaller for all of these investors because mm -hmm. obviously they want to make sure that they're investing in the right companies. And if they identify them, I think that, that gives yeah. an opportunity to you to say, well, no, this is the profile of the investor we're looking mm -hmm. at to help us get to the next stage of growth and partner more than yeah. just an investor. I right? definitely like seeing that and saying that and you know, as a CFO mm -hmm. I, I'm, yeah. I don't I, I, I like to say no <laughs> <laughs> uh, no we, we don't I wouldn't say we say no but mm -hmm. we we definitely look at who would be the best not just to check to us because you know yeah. we'll take the check whatever you know it, it's your compliance background that, that yeah. where you like to say no right yeah, yeah. <laughs> well we have I, I I'm now on the other side so we have a compliance officer mm -hmm. who you know, his job is to say no. <laughs> but we train him that we're also a business. Yeah, you know, Marshall now coined the phrase, we are in fact a business. Yeah. And that goes towards uh, people who complain when we charge for our products. Yeah, which, well, that's, you know, a, yeah, you know, yeah. Hey, people, you don't realize, yeah, people need to make money yeah, to continue yeah. to build. Right? I mean, you know, <laughs> Eric and I live on, you know, love and air, but sometimes <laughs> we like to eat something, you know, once yeah. in a while. Uh, but we, you know, we we are we're selective, mm -hmm. but we are a business. Yeah. So you know, we really have to be careful what we do. Yeah. And it's just like providing transparency along the way. Mm -hmm. Like there's there's a reason why these are in place. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, people I don't want to say follow suit, but they understand. Mm -hmm. And 
those are actually understand and respected they they just know how it works yeah yeah generally speaking yeah Yeah. that makes sense yeah so neil you mentioned earlier that y'all launched and made an announcement about what's next what's next from there uh, did, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I can definitely uh, definitely shed a little bit of light there. So, I mean, personally, again, I'm, I'm very focused on sort of the traditional space and a lot of the funds, banks, and asset managers. And, and I think for me, uh, tokenization is very much top of mind. So bringing real-world assets on chain. And, mm-hmm. and I think we're starting to see some real-world use cases, uh, very simply put, stable coins. So the tokenization right. of fiat is sort of the baseline there, but bond issuance on chain, looking at carbon credits, bringing them on chain. I think there's a lot of different applications, again, of the technology. And I think what we're seeing is these institutions really starting to buy into it. And it's not only the banks, but it's also the asset managers. It's also the exchanges. I think some really, really interesting news from a couple of weeks ago, uh, KKR and Securitize Mm -hmm. partnering Uh, to tokenize a a KKR fund, which Mm -hmm. I think if you think about access to private funds and the hurdles that you need to jump through, accredited investors going through your wealth product offering, et cetera, uh, this just gives a whole new sort of layer of access and distribution to a lot of these funds that they've never really had before. They don't onboard retail customers at scale, but if you can get distribution through different platforms by tokenizing these funds, I think that opens up a whole nother layer of access and liquidity that has otherwise not been available. And I really think that that's sort of the general ethos of uh, of blockchain, right? Is this yeah. democratization of finance and giving accessibility to really everybody for financial products and services. Yeah, and, and the regulation around that I think is evolving. Maybe it's a little bit more ready yeah. for it. I, I, mean, I think it, some it, some countries more than others. Yeah, uh, not yeah. going to name names. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. uh, I think so you look at Germany and Switzerland they actually have regulations in place and a process mm-hmm. for an issuer to actually issue an asset on chain and mm-hmm. distribute it and custody it. Uh, obviously we don't have that here in the US but I think there's a handful of countries globally that are really exploring and mm-hmm. understanding what this is. Central banks setting up sandboxes for banks and other institutions as well so i think it's going to be generally evolving over the next couple of years but what i'm concerned about is sort of this fragmented regulation geo by geo because we're a global economy already right we're seeing that in the world today with all the macro stuff that's going on and if you have different regulators looking at crypto and blockchain products in different ways it's going to stifle the global adoption so i think that's something that we're going to have to get over how that happens yeah. anyone's guess but. well I, I think also there is a lot of education still to be done yeah as we you know as we saw with stable coins what is a stable coin and a lot of people really misunderstand yeah. and you know unfortunately got hurt by that but you know even people who are in the industry mm-hmm. you know they there's still a lot of misunderstanding of what crypto means what blockchain means yeah. what's a stable coin you know, how do you build a stable coin? How do you audit a stable coin? Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, from stable coin, you can say anything, right? From from money, you can, mm-hmm. you know, tokenize anything. We we have a, um, a company that's building on the Proton blockchain carbon carbon credits. Okay, yeah. And the the guy who, who runs that company, n- no technical experience. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, he's the guy who produces the offsets. Yeah. And then he kind of saw... He's like, look, the industry is so unregulated that I needed to be 
on chain, you mm -hmm. know, and he, he understood what that means, to bring regulation to my industry. Yeah. So using blockchain, using tools to bring regulation to other industries, including financial services, you yeah. know, KYC on chain, you know, we talked to- Digital I mean, identity. Digital identity, like that, yeah. you know, tracking uh, different, you know, things through blockchain, carbon credits. Mm -hmm. He said like some some of these guys are writing them by hand on a napkin. Oh, the yeah, yeah the carbon markets are, are mm -hmm. absolutely insane and, and everything I've read up on them about like the last year or so, mm -hmm. it's just ripe for disruption. And the thing that I love about that market is because there isn't legacy infrastructure in place mm -hmm. to displace, it's just bringing this new technology to the market. Mm -hmm. And so I think we're working on like five to 10 different carbon projects globally mm -hmm. and I think next year we're gonna to start to see that increase exponentially. So mm -hmm. exciting because I think there's so many different applications for blockchain. Do we need it for private equity or so public equity markets? No, I don't think so. Like they're efficient enough as yeah. is. But if you look at some of these other more nascent markets that there's a lot of opportunity for disruption and that's kind of where I'm focused on, especially as we sort of go into next year and see all these institutions trying to figure out exactly how does this play with their existing mm -hmm. operations, their existing technology stacks? And I think something really interesting I've heard over the last couple of weeks is we know regulation's not there, but we can't wait for regulation to start. We yeah. need to do that now so that we can flip the switch once we get the green light. Otherwise, we're two, three years late and have to play catch yeah. up. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> chicken or the egg yeah, problem, exactly. right? Exactly. You know, but you know, we'll, we'll build it, we keep building. Yep. You know, it's gonna, and whether we launch it and how we launch it, that's that's gonna matter. But oh, that's awesome. I mean, I'm glad we're here. I gotta walk around. Go, you know, yeah, you gotta, see you yeah, guys yeah. And gotta grab some swag. Hopefully, yeah. there's some hoodies or sweaters somewhere because it's freezing in I, Vegas. You yes, do that happen? <laughs> yeah, we had some. I I skied in my Fireblocks uh, sweater oh, once. Nice. And then I have a Fireblocks. Uh, pillow in my house. Um, oh wow! I don't, think, I don't even think I have well, that. Well, you know. <laughs> so we, yes, yes. I'm gonna have to they talk to us, someone. They let marketing. us walk off with a, with one from the club last year. Uh, okay. So uh, <laughs> definitely here. You know, Eric asked why we're here. Some of us are here for for the swag. <laughs> you indeed, know? indeed. Yeah. There is. I saw some cool bucket hats out there mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm. You know what? They're getting trendy. So I call it my loot when I come home. <laughs> I, I open it up. I you know I start distributing, and then I you know have nowhere to put it. So it's uh it's great to see that, and um it's great to see all the new companies. I you know I I feel like the you know the theme of money 2020 mm -hmm. is always ahead of it's time yeah so whatever is happening right now that's you know that's what should be happening yeah no it's exactly it and take advantage of day one to get out there and mm. meet everybody because i think people are going to be moving a lot slower tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. uh and then yeah. especially wednesday so yeah a lot a lot of a lot of hustle and bustle going on i can see just around it's here huge. right now you know yeah. i i walked in yesterday we were setting up and i saw our booth right away mm -hmm. and then today i walked in and i was like hell yeah, like how did this all explode did, yeah yeah, I, I walked in yesterday. There were no like carpets down even. Mm -hmm. and I was like, how are they going to get this ready for tomorrow morning? But yeah, they, yeah, they did it. No, so it's, it's great. Looking it's great. great. I know. I agree. It's kind of like how Rogue wasn't built in a day. Like I was here yesterday and I thought the same thing. And that's why I kept getting lost trying to find our stand. <laughs> <laughs> we all made it, though. We all yeah. made it. And we're here and we just had the most awesome conversation. So I want to thank both Arena and Neil for taking the time to hop on Metallica's live at Blockchain Beach. Thank yeah, you very so much. Nice. Appreciate it. Thank you. Great Thanks to be for here. Coming. Hey, it was great to have you guys here.